Welcome back to All the Miles Mattered. Eight days before Christmas 2021, that was the day I knew this podcast was definitely happening. A heavy wooden box showed up on our front porch. In the box were 14 VHS tapes from Pat McDonough. Yes, this is a podcast, and yes, those were videotapes. But what's in those tapes, from the trailer episode published in August to some of the sound you'll be hearing in the final two episodes, has been invaluable for All the Miles Mattered. That's true especially in this episode, which is the 14th of 15 in the show. We're in the final laps. And perhaps it's fitting I use that phrase because this episode is going to focus on the last few laps of the state track two mile in spring of 1986. Pat McDonough of Largo is pretty much an unproven commodity as a sophomore that track season. Roger Letchworth is a known commodity, and so is Michael Laval of Boyd Anderson High School in Fort Lauderdale. You heard about him in the previous episode. We're going to talk more about him today. Laval had won the state two-mile in 1985, also as a sophomore, and then followed that up in the fall of 85 by winning the state cross-country title. So he comes in to the state track meet as one of the favorites, for sure, along with Letchworth. What people didn't know was Michael Laval's training had been limited that spring by, in his recall, some injuries. He was just slower. He was just not in the shape that he had been in in cross-country season. I just held on as long as I could, and it was really just the last lap. There just wasn't anything left. I'd given everything I'd had just to hang on. So for me, I think I ran like a 921, and I shocked myself because just one week before, I was, you know, breathing really hard off of a 945. And so he was hoping just to compete against the likes of Roger Letchworth in the state track meet, which was at Showalter Field in Winter Park. Also in the two-mile race that night was Bill Mantooth of Pinellas Park. His coach was Rick Haley, brother of Coach Brent Haley. Rick Haley is the guy who filmed the race from the stands that night, May 10th, 1986, and that race is on one of the VHS tapes I received. You'll hear Rick Haley's voice. You'll also hear the voice of one of Coach Haley's friends, former Largo and Brandon coach Jeff DeCola. Go ahead, go ahead, Laval. You'll hear the public address announcer, and you'll hear other fans, other spectators, reacting to what happened in this race. This next section is set up for the start of the race. You'll hear first from Coach Haley, then a Vision Cable interview Mike Moore did with Pat McDonough, followed by a memory of Brent Haley, Coach Haley's son. Letchworth was definitely a heavy favorite in that race. Were you thinking that, uh, was Roger really gearing up? Were you thinking it's going to be tough? Or were you really thinking, I have a really good chance at this? Well, I didn't think I had really any chance. Oh, you really didn't? No. So uh, it really surprised you then? Yeah. It was obvious, you know, I thought Letchworth would take it away, and I was just hoping to get second. Gosh, and this just gives me chills. I remember driving to the state meet. Um, I think the four of us just went as a family. And Howard Jones had a song, No One Is to Blame. And there's a line in that song that says, you're the fastest runner, but you're not allowed to win. My dad mentioned that. I was like, ah, oh, sounds like Roger Letchworth. That I remember. Every time I hear that Howard Jones song, I, I think of that moment. I totally know that song and that line. That lyric. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
And yep. you heard that on the way to that meet. Yeah. Coach's approach was don't go out there to try to beat somebody. Go out there and run a time. Run your best race. So I didn't even think about that race of trying to beat Roger or Mike or, or any of the other guys. I, I had a time in my mind, and that was my sole objective. The plan of Coach Haley was for Pat to run even splits, knowing that Roger is going out fast. Maybe Pat could get back into the race in the late stages. Here is runner Ken Rohr, who was also in that race from Lake Mary High School. And those guys up front went out so quick, and I was kind of part of that second pack in that race, and I just couldn't get any contact. I would have loved to try to be with them on the last lap and try to kick with those guys. That would have been fun. There were other runners in the race intent on challenging Letchworth and Laval. In fact, the guy who finished third in the state cross-country meet the previous fall was one of those challengers. His name, John Perlet. He's from Gainesville Buholes. Perlet never got the chance to, as Ken Rohr said, kick with those guys on the last lap. We were called to the line, the starter, you know, take your mark. We're standing there. We're anxious to go. I'm really excited for this race. And truthfully, I just lost my balance. And, and it was a small misstep over the line. And then I quickly corrected myself. And the starter puts his arms down. And he says something to the effect of, you know, you, you've got to go. And I couldn't believe it. I stood there in absolute disbelief. A false start. And he was disqualified from the state meet two mile. So did I watch the race? No. I, I exited the stadium and probably went on uh, the equivalent of a two-mile run at probably around sub-9.30 pace. I was just beside myself and had to had to get out of the stadium. Of course, came back. I wanted to be with my teammates, but I, I did not see that race. The race starts. Letchworth takes the lead immediately, running a first lap in 64 seconds. He came across the line for the first mile in about 4 minutes 36 seconds, staying in the lead the whole time. Pat McDonough's first lap was closer to 70 seconds. He was next to last out of 15 runners. And so he took off, and it didn't phase me at all because I wasn't racing against him. I mentioned earlier that Pat McDonough was a bit of an unknown. Remember, he's a sophomore. Pat McDonough sort of blindsided us. That was David Bowden. Laval's coach at Boyd Anderson. Bowden and Laval knew about Letchworth, but they didn't know much about McDonough. Here's more proof that Pat was sort of an unknown. First, in the pre-race introduction, the PA announcer called him Martin McDonough. And the first time his place was mentioned by the PA announcer, it was actually Largo teammate Mike Fabian who was fourth at that point in the race. McDonough was ninth. I was big on knowing what their splits were. And I told Pat, we want to pace this thing out. We're going for a 920. 67 the first lap, 217, 327, 437 to 440. And then try to keep that same pace on the sixth and seventh lap. You got to open up a lead if you can do anything because the guy's going to outkick you. So McDonough and Fabian hang around in about fifth place, cutting ever so slightly into the margin. Laval stays right with Letchworth, but never takes the lead. As Laval said, he was just holding on as long as he could. Few other runners started to get close, including McDonough. One of his strengths was the ability to run even pace. And with Coach Haley at the half lap mark, or the 220 mark, as it was often called then, Pat could get an update of his time 
as well as encouragement on the backstretch. The next clip is just before six and a half laps into the eight lap race. It's about the time McDonough started to make a move. up that lead and I could just hear the crowd starting to yell. I know nobody's really watching the two miles in the state meet. It's kind of one of the last events. You know, usually it's not a big crowd pleaser. So for the crowd to start standing up and cheering, I'm thinking, holy cow, this is amazing. I just remember Pat opening up a lead in the last lap and it looked like it was over. Then with about 3.30 to go, Roger just finds another gear and just kicks it in. And Jeff DeCola, uh, who's a great friend of my dad. You know, here comes Lesworth, here comes Lesworth, and you could see Lesworth closing the gap, just reeling them in. Roger caught Pat with about 100 yards to go, and it looked like that was it. He did everything he could to win the race, but when Letchworth was coming on him like a wild man in the last lap, I mean, I certainly am praising to Pat very much so. I would bet $100 Letchworth went in this race. I've seen too many races. And then Pat found another gear. How Pat found that gear, I mean, Pat's just, you know, pure guts. And Roger Letchworth hit my elbow on the last turn. I immediately said, he's tired. I know he's tired. So I just said, I'm going to sprint as hard as I can till the end and try to break him. Coach said, particularly with Roger Letchworth, he was so talented and so amazing. He'd never been sort of really challenged in a race. And when he did get challenged, he struggled. I said, I'm going to challenge him on this last straightaway and not allow him to get around me. And once we got to the straightaway, I was still able to hold him off. And at one point, halfway down the straightaway, he gave up. Probably... 50 yards to go, Roger just gave up. He said, that was it. <laughs> that one, it was just, ah, oh, it's the best race. You've seen this many a times. The guy has a lead, but there's somebody coming on him way faster than what he's running. He's going to get him. And I thought for sure that was the way it was on the last lap because Letchworth was really coming. And Letchworth got all the way to him. Somehow, Pat found a slight another gear. Letchworth couldn't pass him, and then about 20 yards to go, Letchworth just quit. He just jogged across the line. I'll never forget that race. And Linda said me either. McDonough is first in a time of 9.17. Letchworth second, 9.19. Laval third, 9.21. I remember where I stood. 
my daughter played soccer for, for Boone here in Orlando and they play Winter Park all the time. And every time we go to Shoalwater Field, and it just made it a point to stand in that spot. It was really cool. I have a treat for you listeners. The full race is going to be on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode. You can also go to tinyurl.com slash 86FLTRACK. Certainly one of the top, if not the top, best I ever felt after a race. The other time was when Pat won the Largo Invitational beating Letchworth. Letchworth had killed him. I mean, he didn't come within 75 yards of him. But his grandfather died, and he dedicated that race to his grandfather, which shows me sometimes you can do way more than you think you can do if you want to do it bad enough. He wanted to win that race, and he won that race. Here's more about the race Coach Haley's talking about. It was the fall 1986 Largo Invitational in cross country. It's five months after the track two mile, and Letchworth has not let McDonough get close to him early in that season. The McDonough family was mourning the death of Pat's grandfather. So yes, Pat was motivated by that loss. He was also motivated by the desire to beat Letchworth. Roger was is a huge talent. He was a great nationally ranked runner. At the time I raced him, he had the national record for the 15K when he ran at the Gasparilla. He was a phenomenal talent, but he epitomized everything that Coach Haley taught us not to be. He was all about I, less about the team. He didn't run in a fashion that uh, was respectful. He basically wanted to bury you, and then when he did bury you, he reminded you how much you got buried. And I would say it was definitely a rivalry in a sense that me beating him in the two-mile solidified that, hey, you're not always great every day. And how you handle loss is just as important as how you handle a win. It taught me early on as a sophomore that no one's invincible. And it's interesting because when I beat him my sophomore year in the two mile, he crushed me my junior year in cross country in the four or five races I ran against him. He wanted to bury me. He would win the races hands down. Those routes of Pat by Roger included a trip that an all-star team of Pinellas County runners took to a famous 10K in Colorado, the Boulder Boulder. In that 6.2-mile race, 16 days after the state two-mile at Showalter Field, Letchworth beat McDonough by 2 minutes and 24 seconds. Fast forward to the fall of 86, and Letchworth and defending state champ Countryside are among the visiting teams at Taylor Park. I was very close with my grandfather who lived up in Pennsylvania, and he had happened to pass away a few days prior. So I saw the pain of my parents, and so I just sewed on a uh, black patch onto, and that's the great thing about Coachella is these Largo singlets. That's part of the tradition. We had the oldest singlets of any team in the state, and it was a badge of honor because I knew, you know, Bart Sellers wore the same singlet. Basil McGee wore the same singlet. You had that tradition sort of um, dripping all around you. So I just put a black patch on the shoulder for my grandfather. Roger did the same thing he did. He went out hard, got a big lead, and we went around the pond coming down towards uh, probably like a half mile left. And I just remember approaching Roger Letchworth. And I could see he was, he told me later that he had stomach cramps. And as soon as I came up, even with them, I just, and as people say it all the time, you hear from your relatives at some point in time, but I definitely heard my grandfather said, give him no chance. And all of a sudden I said, and I got that extra bolt of energy and I just ran as hard as I could for the last half mile. <laughs> 